Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Plate Discipline Podcast. I am your handsome, charismatic co-host, Joey. I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Josh and Tim. It's episode two, meaning that this wasn't just a dumb fad. We decided to do it again, which either means that we're incredibly incredibly dedicated, horrible decision makers, or both at the same time. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Doing good. Well, that was entertaining. Did anybody do anything fun, anything baseball-related? Tim? Uh, I went to class. I actually did my my English reading for today. Tim, Jesus Christ, you went to the Clemson baseball game yesterday. Oh, I did! <laughs> I, went to, I went to Clemson baseball. Don't say that. I went to Clemson baseball uh, Saturday night. It was pretty good. We, How uh, was it? They won? Yeah, we played uh, Indiana. I only stayed through six innings because Ooh, it got really cold. Uh, but we were down by four uh by the end of the second and then we came back to tie it and then i think at one point they walked like six batters to score like four runs or something like that it was what the fuck yeah it was just it was a slaughter come on like you're like you're having a catch come on yeah it was really bad that that's something that used to piss me the fuck off when i would be pitching and somebody would be like like you're having a catch buddy you and the catcher like you're having a catch it's like no, it's not. It's not like we're having a catch at all, okay? Shut up. Let me do my thing. My dad used to say that to me. He used to drive me up a freaking wall. Ugh. Anyway, youth baseball uh, rhetoric, or not rhetoric, youth baseball stories aside, uh, not much happened in the MLB since the last time all of us spoke. Uh I mean, the Tyler Skaggs trial concluded. We're going to try to stay out of that as much as we can, but uh, I think I could speak for all of us when I say that I'm glad justice is served and, you know, drugs are bad, kids. Don't do them. Don't do drugs. Plate Discipline Podcast 2022. Other than that, not much. Uh, Oh, you got the uh, MLB and MLBPA. Uh, meeting very frequently this week to hopefully get things wrapped up. It ain't going to happen. Oh, not yet, but I'm hoping soon. You, you know all those meetings are going to be like, hey, man, can we do this? And the other party goes, no, and then they just leave. Just- I was going to say, was the, the most previous meeting the one that lasted like 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the, two, because the MLB owners were like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you guys more rights for the minor leaguers and stuff like that, but uh, we're going to shorten the size of the minor leagues. And then everybody was just like, what? No, that's that's like direct contradiction. Whatever. All right. Well, so, MLB offered uh, at least a new proposal recently. It was a $5 million increase in pre-arbitration bonus pool. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> it's they're trying to negotiate with the players. The players are standing their ground just because they've been at a disadvantage the last few CBAs and they don't want to just accept kind of going along with what MLB has been doing. Yeah. They're, they're fed the, they're fed the F up. Uh, And so, you know, with all that said, lockout still going strong. Uh, Probably by this time next week, I would not expect us to have, any sort of movement, maybe a little movement. Um, 
but it, it, I, I can't imagine the season is going to be starting on time. I can't, I can't think that it is. I don't know what I you mean, guys stand if, on that, but even I, yeah, it's kind of hard at this point, especially now that spring training isn't starting on time. It's not smart to go into the season without any spring training. You saw the injuries that happened in 2020 because of that. Yep. So they're going to have to have some small spring training before too, before you get into it to uh, make sure the player's health is where it needs to be. Yeah. I, I don't know what man has got planned, but he better have something planned because he's in for a ride. Um, anyway, so we got, we got a baseball season, hopefully coming up here. Uh, we said last week that we were going to do predictions, right? Just talk about the future of each of the teams in the MLB. Well, there isn't much to talk about. So, we decided to break it up into two segments. This week, we're going to do the American League. Next week, we're going to do the National League. Um, so for the American League, each, I think each of us has a few notes. I know that I did some homework uh, on each of the – at least a little bit of homework on each of the teams in the American League. I've come up with my predictions for where I think the standings are going to stand. Um, I'm curious to hear, hear what other people think, though. Do you guys want to go just go through each of the teams? And then yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give my I'm going to give my standings predictions and then we'll just go. We'll just go one by one. Okay, so we go it, division by division or are we just going through everything at the beginning? I'm going to I'm going to well, you know what? Let's do division by division. So we'll, we'll start with the AL East. Right. All right. So. I want to hear what other people have to say first. So other people, Josh, Tim, go somebody. Yeah, I could go through. Uh. I'll just go one through five, not getting too deep into it. I'm going to say the Rays are going to take the division again. Yeah. And I'm going to say it's going to be very close between the Yankees and Blue Jays for second. I'm going to say the Yankees go on top, anticipating that they're going to make some moves after the lockout ends. Mm -hmm. Red Sox fourth, but probably one of the best fourth place teams in the league. And then the Orioles in last, which everyone saw coming there. Yeah, the Orioles. Can we all agree? on one and five like yeah. tampa bay is probably one baltimore is five like that's i feel like that's relatively set in stone yeah i have For- uh i have tampa bay number one mm-hmm. obviously um i have the Sox, red Sox. whoa coming in second i got red Sox coming in second i got blue jays very close behind in third i think this is going to be the tipping point for the yankees um, I think we can discuss a little bit later. I don't want to go too much into depth. Um, I don't think it's exactly a quote unquote bad season. Um, again, I, I just see objectively the Red Sox and the Blue Jays as better teams. This is um, certainly the best division in the American League. You can make an argument that it's the best division in baseball. Oh, so, without a doubt. So I think it's the most talented division. Yeah. So, like, regardless of where you finish in this division, everybody but sorry, Baltimore, but everybody but Baltimore is a good team. Honestly, I obviously the record isn't going to show it, but the Orioles position players, they have a lot of young talent coming up. They have a lot of talent that I already like on the team. It's just the pitching yeah. that makes that team. We're going to talk. We're going to, we're going to talk about that. Cause I did a lot of digging on Baltimore. I have a lot of info on them just mm-hmm. on last season and like, you know, position players and whatnot. So the AL East I have in this order, I have Tampa finishing in first. I have Toronto finishing in second. I have Boston in third. I have the Yankees in fourth, and obviously Baltimore's in fifth. Um, so we'll work from the ground up. Baltimore, the you know, 
the scouting report on Baltimore is is, is pretty pretty well written. Uh, I'll give you some numbers here from last season. Um, the Orioles as a unit were dead last in the American League in the RA+. They gave up 910 earned runs, which is almost 150 more than the next worst. And it's also the worst in the American League. They gave up the most hits in the American League. And John Means was the only starter with a sub-4 ERA. So... And he didn't even play. He didn't even make that many starts. He missed a lot of the middle of the season. Yeah, so it, it was really, really bad. The pitching was. Um, they are tied for the youngest in the American League. They're the youngest team in the American League, age, average age of 26.7. The offense wasn't great, right, when you, when, you look at, when you look at the team statistics. But a lot of people, and myself included, are, are very optimistic about their young hitters. Oh yeah, yeah. I. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I, I, I mean, I am too. Um, they do have a lot of. Uh, I mean, they have a lot of young guys that really look really promising. Again, it's just the pitching is so abysmal that I don't think anyone expects them to make any type of a leap this season. But I yeah, no, this this good. isn't the year. This isn't yeah. the year. I think I think everybody's on the same page there that this is not going to be. This is not going to be the year that the that the Orioles come out of nowhere to, you know, surprise the entire major leagues. I think that they're getting there. I think that they're on the right track, but it's not this year. And I mean, I, yeah, it's they have to wait till the division deteriorate deteriorates a little bit. Just at least, because, yeah, at least a little bit. Yeah, they can't you can't go into a season signing a few pitchers and be like, I like where we're at. But you're very much struggling to even get a wild card spot in that. In that case, you got to wait until some of the young guys become free agents and hopefully leave teams like yeah. The do do what you did back in 2014. You 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 went in at the right time. Remember, they won the division. They beat the Tigers in the ALDS, right? The Amer- the American League East was shit that year. The Yankees were like still dicking around with Derek Jeter. Uh, the Blue Jays were like getting there, but they weren't there yet. And then the Bo Sox were kind of a mess because of I think that was that the Bobby Valentine fiasco. I don't think it was, but regardless, they they weren't anything to write home about. So the Orioles were really just like the only team and last team standing. Yeah, well, as far as their future goes, I'm excited to see Adelie Rutschman come up this year. Yep, that's who I was going to bring in. Number one prospect in baseball right now, according to MLB.com. Yeah, I mean, right now they're stuck with Pedro Severino as their catcher and. He is probably one of the worst defensive catchers, not really providing anything special to that team. Not to mention his 87 OPS plus is below league average, which you don't expect. You really don't expect catchers to hit great. But, you know, when you factor in that he's also not a great defensive catcher, it just makes it worse. Um, that the offense is well-rounded, and I can definitely see a lot of guys trending upwards. Like Mount Castle's great, Mullins, Hayes. Yeah, uh, I was going to really do. I'm a big Cedric Mullins guy. Huge. I saw him in short season single A, not knowing who he was. How about that? I mean, he's a contact machine, you know, kind of a, an old school type of hitter in the sense that he's not really a, tr- a three true outcomes guy. He's going to – he's got 175 hits last season. Excuse me, 37 doubles, 59 ribbies. He's only got – where's his dinger t- total? I don't see his dinger total here. That's- He's got 30. 30. Yeah, he's still got 30. 30 dinger pop. It's pretty good. 
he's not matching that this coming season. But no, but I think the batting average, though, I don't see why the batting average in the OPS can't stay. Oh, that's definitely going to stay. He's great contact, I believe. I'm pretty sure he was hitting leadoff for them most games, so that's why the RBI count is low there. He's but. he he uh no, that doesn't make sense either. Uh yeah, no, he's he he's good. He's got 59 walks on the year too. That's pretty I good. I was going to say and this is through you know 159 games. You know what I'm trying to say like he's consistent the entire year yeah and you get you know he only misses what three games on the season that's pretty good trey mancini is also very good right 104 ops plus yeah we'll Um, see how he holds up he slowed down at the end of the season a lot mount castle looks like he's that dude i'm a big fan of his yeah yeah, mount mount castle looks like he's gonna be be the guy going forward um not the guy but you know what i mean he's he's solid he's very good um, Honestly, Mountcastle is a guy that the Orioles probably would want to extend, anticipating their future here. Yeah. As much as I like Mullins, I would even say, like, this is not going to ha- likely going to happen. But Mullins is someone they could trade for a lot of pitching prospects. And Mountcastle, with just the power numbers, Mullins provides a very reliable leadoff hitter to teams and a great fielder. And yeah. I, I mean, Mullins is under control for a long time with the Orioles, obviously, but Mount Castle is someone manageable for them to give a large contract to after you see maybe how he does next season or two. The Orioles do want to think about the future here. You'd want to invest in some pitching prospects because that's something they have not had at all. Yeah, and a guy that I was looking through the the uh, the pitching ranks of this Baltimore Orioles team, and there's a lot of guys who, you know, really don't want to be here. But one guy that, you know, really – kind of stood out to me was Cole Sulcer. I mean, I don't know if he should be standing out to me, but I, I use ERA plus as like my, my, it's my best tool. You know, when I see a guy with a good ERA plus, I investigate and he's got a one, six, nine ERA plus he pays a 31 year old pitched in 60 games last year, 63 innings. I mean, he's not great. He gave up 19 earned runs in 60 innings, but it's not bad. And especially for, for this pitching group, like it's a pretty good season. No, he was he was definitely their closer by the end of the season. I don't know how many saves he got, but I mean, a decent whip on Eight his, saves. as many innings as he. Oh, so he was only the uh, closer at the end of the season there. But I mean, he he had the most saves on this team with eight. Yeah, and he had a one point one two one whip. So I think I think he obviously at thirty one years old, not a guy you want to build around. But hey, yeah. Let's give credit where credit's due. If we're if we're gonna shit on the pitching staff, which they deserve it, okay. Let's be fair; they deserve it. But, uh, you know, let's give credit to at least one guy who had a good season. So did, John Means also had a good season, but he didn't pitch much. So, and I mean, Sulcer, it it's low risk there, just because you'll have him till twenty twenty six. He's a free agent then. Twenty six. He arbitration eligible. 2023 free agent 26. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, you got a lot of years of control on him. He's at low risk. You see how he does because obviously you're not winning games next season. So hopefully he ends up working out in the future. I don't know how long he could stay consistent, but um, he's a, he, yeah, he's a guy I'm going to keep my eye on next year. 
you know, just like because that that's a that's a strange little it's a strange blip, you know. It's like you look at the guys around him, you go, Oh, that's weird. What is he doing in here? <laughs> so I mean, they're not winning games, so it's not even a big deal if he doesn't pitch well. You see, if he can stay consistent and be their closer. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We got a lot of teams to talk about. So next up is the I have the Yankees. I was say, me and you have the Yankees. So I guess we could talk about the Yankees here. Yeah. Um, I grew up a Yankee fan, and so I'm surrounded by Yankee fans. And so I, out of all the teams in the MLB, I would say like the teams that I'm most familiar with in this order: Oakland, Yankees, Mets. Right, those are the teams that I am like I I know a lot about. Everybody else, I tr- I had to do a lot of homework on. Um, the Yankees problem is well documented. The hitting's there. Everybody's known the hitting's there. The pitching, the pitching's the problem. It's always been the problem. Garrett Cole's nice and all, but what about your three, four, and five guys? Mm. And, yeah, it's, it's a big problem for them, and I they have talent. They they're going to have talent also come up. Hopefully, I don't know when they're due in the majors, but you got to assume that at least one of their other guys besides Cole lives up and overperforms in this case because they definitely had a lot of underperforming players pitching and hitting last season, and it it showed they were one of the most streaky teams. I would say. Yeah, they would they would go on these runs where they would look like pardon my French, but they'd look like dog shit. And then they'd go on some other runs where they would, you know, win what, like seven or eight in a row. Um, the, the starting lineup for the Yankees or not the starting lineup, because, because like, let's face it, we don't have to wait. We don't have to waste a lot of time talking about the Yankees hitting core, right? Like we could, I think everybody understands at this point, exactly what the New York Yankees hitting core is capable of. Right. So let's just skip all that. Let's talk about the pitching. You got Garrett Cole in the one spot, right? 133 ERA plus 1.059 whip. That's it's good, right? I don't think I'm blowing heads off when I say it's good. Uh, the number two spot, it's listed here as Jordan Montgomery. Uh, I think it's going to be Luis Severino. He should be healthy for next season. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. just talking about the yeah. pitching last year. Severino yeah. is going to take one of these spots, right? But you got Montgomery, 112 ERA plus but a 1.278 whip. Jamison Tyone finished the season. I remember there was a point where he was he was pitching great at a point, I remember, because he, he started really off kind of crappy. He started yeah. off a little crappy, and then he just started going. So I would, I would say that Tyone is a good guy to keep around just because we know what his potential is. Yeah, he'll be there next year. I forget the contract, but he is signed at least through next season. Uh, 2023, so he's there next season. Next guy on the list is Domingo Herman, uh, 94 ERA plus. Then Nestor Cortez Jr., uh, 148 ERA plus. Whoa. And a 2.9 ERA. Whoa. Jesus. And then Corey Kluber, he only pitched in 16 starts. And I believe now he's with the Rays. Yeah, so is he out? Uh, yeah, he's not with yes. the Yankees. Other guys worth noting, Eroldis Chapman, obviously. Uh, Chad Green had a very good season. I like him because it always looks like he's about to cry. I think we've I think we've talked about that a, a few times, but like he's got those big eyes, right? And like they always look watery, and he always looks like he's about to cry. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he had a historic start to the season, but he dropped off 
really quick, and he blew a ton of saves. Still got a .884 whip. I mean, like. Oh, that's incredible. It's just, it. it's going to look like that when you pitch amazing. You're, like, untouchable through majority of the season. Every player has a spot, but, like, his low spot in the middle of the season, he was costing the Yankees a ton of wins, and it was contributing to their losing. I think every Yankee contributed an, a good amount to their losing at some point this season, honestly. I mean, I'm I'm hoping for the Yankees' sake that Glaber Torres and DJ LeMahieu can get back to how they looked in a 2019, right? Yeah, uh, well, LeMahieu was the MVP in 2020, so for sure. Right. Um, but uh, last reliever worth talking about here is uh, Jonathan Loisica. He's got a 199 ERA plus. That's very, 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 very many more very goods. They used um, him a lot, I'm pretty sure, this season. Yeah, and he had – he pitched in 57 games through 70 and two-third innings. I mean, a 1.019 whip. I think I might have said that already. If I did, I'm sorry. He had five saves. The problem with the – I mean, he's not a he's not a bad player. And they have him under contract, too, until 2025. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, like pitching isn't necessarily leaving soon. They just need to be able to make – yeah, they just they, need to they make, need to be able the to make the games when necessary. They need like they're they're just it's not even like their statistics are just terrible. It's just they're blowing saves. Only only pitcher only three pitchers in the lineup had more than a hundred innings pitch. Right? Like it was Garrett Cole at almost two hundred, then Montgomery with one fifty seven, and Tyone with one forty four. Now I'm not saying that you have to get all your guys up that high, right? But it's it's just a little weird. And I'm going to confirm that it's a little weird right now by looking at like another, or how about we just look at the, no, because the 2020 season wouldn't work, wouldn't work well because it's only 60 games. So we'll look at the 2019 Yankees pitching staff and just make sure that I'm not crazy um, it, for thinking that like, it's weird that all, only a few of them have pitched over hundred innings. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is just completely underscoring my point in 2019, all of the Yankees starters, all five of the listed Yankees starters pitched over hundred innings. But they also had a lot of inconsistent pitchers in there. Yeah, well, they had J.A. Happ and Paxton. Well, Paxton had a heck of a season here, man. Paxton had a 116 OPS or OPS plus, goodness gracious, ERA plus. And then Sabathia was Sabathia. You know, if age 38, CC Sabathia, mind you. This was a this was a weird year for them in terms of their pitching. But uh I think I think we said it. It really, for them, comes down a lot to having guys healthy and, and having guys be clutch. You know, there's no stat that could talk about clutchness. Yeah, I mean, they're also really relying on who they have right now. They missed out on a lot of the pitchers they could have gotten before the lockout, and their top prospects, I mean, there's not really pitching in there for them. Yeah, there's not much on the way. I think that... uh I, I mean, I don't even know, man. It just. Do we know what's going on as far as talks with uh, Anthony Rizzo goes yet? Do we know if, like, what's going on with I, that? I'm sure I they're think... working hard to keep him around. I was going to say, though, I don't. You think yeah. they're really going to end up keeping him? I feel like where Rizzo signs is dependent on where Freeman goes first. You think so? You think it's going to be one of those situations? I think, like, it's very weird that Freeman didn't already sign with the Braves, even though I really do assume that he will go back to the Braves. It's just weird because I thought it would have happened pretty quickly after the season ended. 
it didn't. I think that enough teams are going after Freeman. Like that's the top priority where you see where Freeman goes. Rizzo probably signs soon after. Also, also the Yankees are going to be looking to get one of the big shortstops to Trevor Story or Correa. So do you, if you're the Yankees, do you start looking into Gary Sanchez and kind of looking at your catcher position a little bit more? Because I mean, he just looked lost. Look, dude, I've been I've been on the Gary Sanchez hate train since his second season in the league. Right? I thought he was really exciting as rookie. You're really fun. But when you look at what this team needs, they don't need Gary Sanchez. They I'm really sorry. could have traded him at his height. Yeah, well, hindsight's 2020, but you could yeah. you could trade him right now. Uh, he's not going to get a lot of value. Well, no, right but now. like next, ne- ne- yeah, 147 batting. He only played in 49 games. But like, I'm sorry, was, Gary, but he's in 2020, right? Uh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> I'm looking at 2020. I mean, he wasn't much better, but <laughs> Guy, guy's a freaking stooge over here. Holy smokes. Uh, well, I mean, he played in 117 games. He had a 99 OPS plus. He got you 54 ribbies and 23 homers. Those aren't bad numbers. They're not great by any stretch of the imagination. He's also they batting would... 204. I mean, the 307 on-base percentage is surprising considering that, but it's not great for him. I think the thing is, though, is that you look at the guys in this lineup, you don't need them. Like, Higashioka is not a great hitter, right? But he's worlds of a better catcher. And anybody who's ever seen baseball bits knows about the power of Jeff Mathis. Like... And pitchers tend to favor certain catchers also. Like you saw Sanchez not start big games in some cases just based on Because Garrett Cole didn't want to pitch to him because he's a defensive liability. You need to have some sort of chemistry between your signal call or between your battery mates, signal college football. And and Gary Sanchez is just not good at that. So I think that he would work somewhere else. I just don't think he makes much sense in this lineup. Especially, are they keeping Gallo around? Does anybody know on that? Is there any Gallo's information? There. Gallo's Gallo, there. Gallo is there. I mean, they need the left. They need all the lefties they can get. He's the last one there. Rizzo's not signed as of now. So yeah, but I mean, even even ignore the whole lefty righty nonsense. Well, it's not nonsense, but you get what I mean. Like the, you know, you got Gallo, Judge, Stanton. You got Luke Voigt coming off the freaking bench. Like Miguel Andujar when he's healthy looked decent. Aaron Hicks, when he's healthy, is still apparently good. I'm not sure, right? Like I didn't they, hear much from him last season, but yeah. Well, he only played in 32. Yeah. So Yankees, the the Jerry's still out on the New York Yankees. They they could they could maybe even like finish second or first in the division if if they play their cards right. It's going to be tough to beat Tampa, but I mean, you, if they have a good offseason here. Coming up, I don't see why not. So Boston, I didn't do much homework on Boston. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, They were kind of a weird team last year, right? Like nobody really expected them to be in that position, much less going to the ALCS. So I'm going to have to let somebody else control the conversation here. I mean, well, I mean, realistically, like Boston, their hitting lineup, when you look at the rest of the American League, like the only teams that really match up to them are the Blue Jays and the Astros. Like they were just that good at hitting the baseballs last season. I think their pitching 
is going to be better than it was, which I think was um, one of their little hiccups during the last season, especially with the return of Chris Sale. Um, and I think realistically, like right behind Tampa, I think either the Red Sox or the Blue Jays are very close for that. Here, here's um, my question. Here, here's my question, right? J.D. Martinez last season had like this crazy good year, 99 ribbies, right? He's 33. Are we sure he's going to be able to keep that up? Yeah, he's been in the league for a while. He did have a great year. I mean, it wasn't even one of his better years, even though it was still good. Yeah, but, like, are we sure that he's going to – you know what I mean? Like, you get to that age, man, and you start to start to come down a little bit. I don't know if he's dropping off that quickly, and I don't think it'll make as much of an impact with the other guys in that lineup. Yeah, well, you got Bogarts had a crazy good season. Looks like he's on the way up. Uh Devers, right, 24-year-old, had a 132 OPS plus, right? Looks like he's going to be everything they wanted out of him. Verdugo had a good season. He's only 25. It looks like they're going to be around for a little while. Bobby Dalbeck, 26 years old, 105 OPS plus. He's a guy that's all power, though. I really have to see it to believe it with him. Well, he's got 25 dingers, 78 ribbies. Yeah, he might be a three-true-outcome guy, but the numbers don't lie. 105 OPS plus is above average for sure. They could definitely do with a better first starting first baseman, though. Like, that's their only option right now. Yeah, I mean, other than that, what are you going to change here? Yeah, I, I love the offense, and that's what got them. Yeah, but the pitching the is. The pitching, I, I can't. Like, I, I really don't believe in the pitching. I don't think it could be better than last season. It wasn't even great. Who the they f- don't have hold on. I'm sorry, dude. Who the fuck is Garrett Whitlock and why does he have a 241 ERA plus across 46 games? He was their one good guy that they could rely on, uh, especially later in the season. Uh, their bullpen Jesus. was I if I'm not mistaken, I believe he made some starts a few innings just because they ran out of options. He had a 196 ERA. Who the fuck is this guy? All right. Anyway, what the hell, man? That is just strange. Oh, no, he didn't make any starts. I am confusing him for someone else, but he was definitely someone they could rely on. He got Yeah. Adovino is not going to be what he was last year. He's 36 next year, right? Uh, for, yeah. Forget Adovino, but it's – I just – I can't. Chris Sale, he's injury prone. He's great when he's healthy. Only made he nine gets, starts. Yeah, well, he came back and he looked – Good. Uh, playoffs, not so much, I don't think. But, but he came I, back. It's, yeah, it's I, – I can't the, – the starting rotation does not – they signed Rich Hill. Because that instills uh, confidence. Yeah, uh, Michael Waka, I believe they Waka just Waka. signed him. <laughs> Pavetta, Paxton, they're just inconsistent. I can't – They, they got James that. Paxton? They got Paxton. He had – like you said, he had that good season. He had some good starts with the Yankees in there. He's been inconsistent ever since he left the Mariners. I He has not – he's had lots of bad starts, and I really don't believe in him turning around all of a sudden and being like a number two or something, assuming sales healthy. I'm a big Evaldi guy. I was going to say, I mean, Evaldi, I mean, you know, he's come back. That's going to be interesting. I, I – yeah, like you look at Eduardo Rodriguez and like, again, his career numbers are just like he's falling off a bit, but – I mean, he can be a better pitcher. Same thing with Garrett Richards. Like, you know, the talent 
is somewhat there. It's not like they're working with incompetent pitchers. It's just a matter. No, this of... isn't the Baltimore Orioles. Exactly. Like the 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 veteran experience is there, and like they're you know their pitching staff isn't like old, but like you know they've been in the league for a few years, but they have a chance to kind of take the step up. It's, it's a matter of you know can they do that? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Even if the starters do defy expectations here, at least my expectations, they have no options in the bullpen. It's just, I, there's a lot of no-name guys here that did not do well. Their bullpen was just immediately what turns me off of the Red Sox. You and got, that's an important part of it, obviously. Yeah, you got a couple guys here who, who like, I mean, I, I remember Matt Barnes's name getting thrown around a lot, but I mean, I don't know who Garrett Whitlock is, but he can't pitch every night. <laughs> Uh, so with that in mind, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of a lot of the same problems that the Yankees have. But like, I think they, that's why I put the Yankees ahead. The Red Sox do have the offense. The Yankees have the offense, even though they didn't do as great last season. The Yankees at least have pitchers that I can get with here, where the Red Sox have a lot more question marks, where, like, obviously there are going to be some guys that are going to do well. But I, it's it's not it's just not going to be all of them. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's talk about Toronto. I am very high on the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, Guerrero's a stud, right? The young core there, everybody knows about it. Robbie Ray won the uh, did he win the American League Cy Young last year? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. They were 91 and 71. They only missed the playoffs by a game, right? And Baseball Reference has this handy little statistic called the simple rating system. And it's a good determiner of the number. It's basically like the number of runs per game. They are better than the average team, right? The Toronto Blue Jays were 1.2 runs better than the average baseball team, according to that particular statistic. That's right on pace with the Houston Astros. And in terms of the American League, the Rays were the only team that were better than them based on this one metric. And look, numbers can be a little misleading, right? There's still obviously some flaws, but it's not like the Red Sox or the Yankees where you have to worry about declines. With a lot of these guys on this on this Blue Jays team, they're on the way up, right? Guerrero, big time on the way up. Bichette, on the way up. Um, I'm trying to find some other guys here. Teoscar Hernandez, is he going to be around next year? Does anybody know about that? I'd imagine oh, yeah, he is, he, right? Uh, he's a free agent in 2024. Semyon is it's replacing Semyon is going to be a big deal. I think that's going to be a that's going to be tough, right? Um, Semyon's not going to be playing like he did last season, so I would disregard the fact that like even if they brought him back, he would be fine. He's just not going to be playing at that MVP level that he was. Yeah, full full season out of George Springer couldn't hurt either. Um, this is a good team. This is a really good team next year. That needs to be said. I just let me look at that. Let me look at the pitching here. That's again, that's, yeah. Robbie the, the starters. The starters look good. It's just again, the relievers need to stay healthy, and I I only like a few of them in there. Jordan R- Jordan Romano. I remember you and I last year, Josh. We were watching Jordan Romano pitch, and he's got that wacky ass windup. Right, mm. he's easily their best pitcher, or at least their best reliever. Right. 205 ERA plus 1.048 whip. He 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 looks like a guy that you could 
could leave in there. Put pretty much put him in any situation. Um, I mean, yeah. Again, it, it's a repeated problem. It, it, it's a repeated problem of actually Adam Simber. He's got a he's got a good little number here too. He's got a point nine six four whip. Tim mozzie has got a sub one whip as well. I, I don't know, man. This team could be good. They have some. Oh, I I think they're gonna be great, and they have a real chance at making the playoffs. I I think they probably would. Um, the starters do look good. They got Gosman, which honestly, I really it. I I feel like that signing was a little overhyped and maybe a little overpaid there. He all of a sudden improved with one pitch. He's yeah. going to get figured out, if I'm being honest here. They have Barrios, who they, I believe, extended, and they got him at the trade deadline. Uh, There's also, uh, I mean, you, you got Robbie Ray. I don't think he's going to be what he was last year. but Robbie Ray uh, was a free agent. They wanted to keep him also. Mariners got him. Oh, oh shit! Robbie right. Ray and Steven Matz are both gone. Oh, like, okay. that's so a that's big deal. That's two out of your top three from last season. Where did Matz go again? Cardinals. I, I oh, wouldn't shit. rely on Matz so. No, Matt. Matz. Yeah, Matt's proven Stony Brook guy, but he he could be inconsistent. I I think the big issue with the Blue Jays is depth. I, I think that that's 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 what it is. Is the hitting? It it seems to be an AL East problem, doesn't it? Hitting's great, great hitting core. Pitching's dog shit. Like. <laughs> It just seems to be a common theme around here. Yeah, I mean, besides just the pitching numbers, uh, I mean, I'd anticipate that a lot of these starters are going to do well. Uh, I would think that they'll get good production out of their top three, whoever that ends up being if they stay healthy. I mean, that's what what you can ask for from any team, at least. But uh, the, the hitting last season was also super inflated just by power numbers. They did hit well a lot. Like they had so many 20 home run hitters in there, which is very impressive. The averages were lower on a lot of these guys and they don't necessarily have start. Like I would have thought Kevin Biggio, if he stayed healthy, would have done better. He has not been playing well at all. And they have Santiago Espinal in there. And uh, I mean, I don't know how you want to rely on a guy. He, He played in a lot of games, but. It, yeah, it's most mostly offense is coming from Guerrero, Bichette, Hernandez, Springer, assuming they're all healthy, healthy. And, uh, playing up to their expectations at least. So, all right. So, to round out the AL East, I'm just going to keep my thoughts quick. The Rays are going to be good. They're, they're, they're going to be just fine. <laughs> Very good. You need me to say anything else? I think we got what we needed, right? The Rays are going to be good. And am I blowing heads off when I say that? Yeah, they know how to run a team. Yeah, they're going to be good. Okay. And when it doesn't look like their team doesn't need to look good on paper for it to actually play well, and I've learned my lesson in the past. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it doesn't matter. I didn't even do any homework. It's the fucking race. That's what's written in my notes is it's the fucking race. And yep. Glassnow's not even going to be back for this entire next season, and they still look as good. And as they'll, they'll still probably win over 100 games. Like, it's just, it's just how it goes around here lately. And their farm system – like Stacked. they're going to be they're going to be a very dominant team for a long time uh they'll get a world series win in there some somehow they'll get one it'd yeah, be disappointing I, if they didn't really 
Um, so I don't need to say anything else on the fucking Rays. I think everybody knows what they they're capable of. Um, I mean, like they're even considering trading Austin Meadows, and they're not worried about it or anything. They have why because they feel like it. It's just like again, they, they, they don't want to pay anyone, but they're they have enough prospects to replace. And if if that player doesn't work out, you try someone else. They their use of analytics, their coaching, their strategies mid game. They all just they know how to win. Only guy, only guy that the the only guy that has sub one hundred ERA plus was Manuel Margot with a ninety eight. Like just a, for lack of a better term, man, just a freaking machine. All right, AL Central. I'll I'll start the bidding here. This is certainly the division in the American League that I know the least about, but I have the I have the division rattling out something like this. And I, I got some controversial ones in here. So I got the White Sox taking the division. I don't think that's controversial. I don't that think that is not a surprise. Yep. I got Detroit in second. I got Detroit uh, I got Detroit second in the division. Okay. I, I, I have this as a very weak division, by the way. I, this is and, probably well the, the second half the yeah the later half of the division is pretty pretty shit. Then I got the Cleveland Guardians, the Guardians in third. Uh, Kansas City fourth, Minnesota fifth. You're gonna put the I, Twins in last. Yep, yep, because the Twins are the Minnesota Twins. That's my argument. Is it a load of bullshit? Maybe, but you're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong. I actually very much agree with you there, except on the Twins. I this my order: White Sox, Tigers, Guardians. But then I have the Twins and the Royals in last. It's, the Twins' offense is too good to be last. It's just they have no pitching. Yeah, I know. Like, I just, I just, pitching. I'm gonna be honest. I really put the Twins in last because I kind of wanted to shit on Minnesota. Like, I just like fuck them. <laughs> How good were they the past couple seasons? They couldn't win a freaking. Did they even win a playoff game? No. No, none. Going. Jesus. The Twins' offense is too good for me to put them last. The Royals don't have anything going for them. They're not trying to compete. They're I was going to say, I have the Guardians. I have the Guardians, the Tigers, and the Twins sitting very close to 500. I, um, you want to you hear what I wrote for Cleveland? <laughs> I, said, I said the kitchen, catchers are not hitting particularly well. Pitching unit was barely above average. Need a bit more from demigod Shane Bieber. Everything about this team screams 500. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I have written. Yeah. <laughs> I literally I have I literally have written down I wrote down um like numbers and I wrote down I think the Guardians were my only 81 and 81 team. Yep, everybody okay, everybody's on the same yeah. page. Cleveland 500 team. Good, got it. <laughs> Can we put money on that? <laughs> Honestly, I they they are a 500 team when you look at them. Their pitching is surprisingly good. It's just their offense. They have no outfield practically. They have a bunch of young guys, but that's if they end up trading Jose Ramirez, which I think they will. They're not competing, so they could do even worse potentially. Depending you look on at them. the team numbers; <laughs> they were they were either slightly above average or slightly below average in every single meaningful hitting and pitching statistic as a team. It's hilarious. <laughs> Look, I love Cleveland, right? Cleveland! I love the Guardians. I love the new name. But everything about this team says 81 and 81. I'd love to know what the odds are on predicting the exact record of the Cleveland Guardians to be <laughs> 500. 
Oh my God. That was, <laughs> that was amazing. You and I, Tim, both went to the exact same freaking place. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, like, listen, like, I, I, I think the only thing keeping them afloat right now is, is their pitching. They have really good pitching. Their hitting last season was just terrible. Um, you know, you're batting 238 is, as a team is, uh, again, not doing too hot. Um, Again, Shane, the Justin Bieber, um, the brightest spot on that team. Let me go. Uh, but yeah, average, pinnacle of average. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the Twins a little bit more in depth here because like, I'm I kept my thoughts on the I almost said the Indians again. Sorry, the Guardians, the Guardians kept the thoughts on the Guardians brief just because like everything about them is average. But the Twins, right? My notes here are about Brian Bucks, Byron Buxton getting extended, right? He was a unit last year, but he's had issues with injuries. And a there's, ton of issues with injuries. They're, they're a small market team, and the last time you paid a guy a lot of money, it was Joe Maurer, and it didn't work out well for you. So I don't know why they did that again. I said the hitting group is above average. They still need to make moves beyond um, just signing Dylan Bundy. You know, like you need to do more than that to improve that pitching. It's like putting scotch tape on a hole on the side of a boat. Um, I think Donaldson is due to start regressing soon. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a massive drop-off, but I don't think you can expect him to continue to produce at this late rate for much longer. If Buxton can maintain this health, his his bill of clean health from last year, I, I obviously think that they'll do better than the Royals if he can do that. Maybe, who knows, maybe everything goes right after this lockout ends and they get a couple good pitchers, but it does. The, the big note that I have listed here is this team is not winning with this pitching group. Yeah, it's – I mean, there's not enough good pitchers for them to get. They have to experiment and hope that things work out. They're not making the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to be the worst team. Their offense is too good to let that happen, I would think. They just have so much power and so much talent on yeah. that offense where I think it – high-scoring games, but – Honestly, I I would think that some of their pitchers could at least get it done. Um, and the Royals just team. aren't trying. The Twins at least have the offense to back it up. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, but know that, you know who Polanco, you're talking to. <laughs> you know who you're talking to, right? <laughs> you're talking about the Minnesota freaking Twins. Like, they they can't get anything accomplished. Yeah, I mean, I'm just defending them not getting last at this point. I, I'm impressed with some of their young guys. I, I think that put it to you. Uh, th- sorry, Josh. Put it to you this way: the, the Twins last year were 73 and 89, and the Royals were 74 and 88. You're going to tell me that they're going to make a significant jump like that? I don't not significant. So. It's just the Royals st- had that super hot start, and everyone was getting all excited about them for some. They had like the oldest team. They don't have the pitching. Their only bright spot is Bobby Witt Jr. who's going to be Yeah, Bobby Witt Jr., number three prospect in baseball on the way. Um, a lot of the things that we could say about the Royals, um, we could also say about the – or about the Orioles, we could also say about the Royals. This is the – this the is the Orioles have some good young talent. The Royals are stuck with not as much. Yeah, the hitting was awful for the Royals. The pitching was slightly below average, right? This is not going to be – don't expect anything, Kansas City. This isn't this isn't it. This isn't gonna be the year. Um, but now probably one of the you know, the team that ESPN, I'm sure, if they actually did a, a good job, would would cover a ton of Detroit. Detroit had a huge offseason. 
They got Baez. They got Rodriguez. They got Spencer Torkelson coming up. Is he the number? Why do I have two number three prospects? He's listed in my notes as the number three. He's the number four, excuse me, number four prospect in the major leagues. Expected to get up to the bigs this year. I mean, yeah, Torkelson and Witt are both players that, assuming their careers go the right way, they're like they're potential MVPs in the future. Yeah, those guys look like they're going to be stars. They won 77 games last year, which isn't great, but considering that they won 77 last year and got better. Is yeah, it. I was going to say they made a pretty sizable improvement from the year before. Not that it was. It wasn't you know, great last year, but it was okay last year and they got better. It's really that simple. And that's why I, ju- I just can't have the Guardians above them just because I feel like the, the Guardians know what's going Like they're going to trade Jose Ramirez, which is why I would say they're 500 just because of the pitching like we talked about. But like they Tucker Barnhart a better defensive catcher supporting their young pitchers that I have high hopes for. Um, Matt Manning, Casey Mize, Tariq Skubal. Um, And then, like you said, again, with the signings, but they have a lot of young talent that I'm excited to see how they play. Uh, I don't think any of us had uh, Cleveland below or above the Guardians or Cleveland above the Tigers, excuse me, right? I think everybody had Detroit in second. Yeah, all right, maybe I misheard, but yeah, the, the Tigers, I would say probably like a mid-80, maybe win team if things go right. And just just to clarify to the listening audience, right, the the teams that are going to make the playoffs are the division leaders, and then both wild card teams are going to be from the AL East. I'd put good money on that right now. Yeah. Right, so like if you don't win the division and if you're in the Central and the West, you're not making the dance. It's just, it's 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 that. That's what it is. Well, then I'm interested to see what you have to say about the West when we get to it, just because there are some teams there that could also make a push for the wild card. Although I do agree with you. I think that's what will end up happening. We'll we'll, we'll move pretty quickly here through through the White Sox because, again, it's a lot of the same things that we could say about the Rays. They're a wagon, right? Like they're in my – it's my – Liam Hendricks is my guy, right? Like he's an A, so – you got to look out for your guys. The hitting core was great last year. The pitching, it was my understanding, was pretty good last year. If they stay healthy, they'll get even more wins. A lot of their hitters had injuries they dealt with. Yeah, I think that Lance Lynn is not going to have the what-the-fuck-was-that season that he had this year, but I still think they're in the right direction. They're they're going to be around a little while here. At the, le- starters, yeah, the, the starters are not going to be pitching how they did last year. They'll be fine. They'll be good. I like Dylan Cease, even though I feel like he goes under the radar. I think he had the highest strikeouts per nine, at least in the American League. He's got – he's, what did he finish with? He's got damn thing. Higher ERA, but he contributed. I like him. I think he can do well in the future. It's, yeah, if they get Rodon back, he could be good. He's a free agent right now, I reckon. I, I feel like Rodon can't uh, – it's not reliable. He's going to get a one-year deal somewhere, honestly. I, he Like – I feel like he lost velocity by the end of the season. Also, I, I don't know exactly what's going on with him, but I would not rely on a guy like that. Yeah, but a nine five seven whip is a nine five seven whip. I mean, like that—that's what it is. Um, one eighty three or a plus. Maybe, maybe I'm stupid, right? Maybe I'm stupid, but I'm not saying that he's going to have equally those numbers. But he even gets in the ballpark there, and he's he's fine. So, White Sox fans. 
um, you know, your converse, the, the conversation for White Sox fans is not going to be about the regular season. You know what I mean? Like the, the conversation for the White Sox is going to be outside of that into the postseason. So there's really not much to say about them because the expectations are that they're going to win the AL Central. And after that, I guess we'll see. I mean, I think it's no question that they will. They The bullpen's there. It's amazing. It's a top bullpen in the league. Hitting core also there. And, yeah, definitely that too. They they have great hit. I don't even think we need to get into the hitting or anything like that. They stay healthy. They're a great overall team with a lot of young talent. I was going to say, I had them right now as the second best team in the American League. The second best non-cheating team in the American League, for certain. Um, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean... Hold on, guys. Hold on, hold, hold on, guys. I think he, I think he signaled change up. Okay. Speak, speaking of speaking cheating. Speaking AL West. Um, somebody else want to go first because I went first for the AL Central. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I mean, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of surprises on this list. I have uh, Astros coming in first. I have the uh, Mariners right behind them. Second, I have the Angels in third. Um, I have the A's in fourth and then the Rangers in last. Well, that's very kind of you. Um, I have something very different. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> my, okay. Before my... you put the A's in like second, be aware that they got rid of like. Starling oh, no, 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 no. That's not what it is. That's actually not what it is at all. Uh, so I'm about to get in trouble. You also <laughs> can't put the Astros in last. I know I'm about to get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> I've got Houston in first. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Los Angeles of Anaheim of Angels in second. I've got the Rangers in third. I've got the Mariners in fourth, and I've got the Athletics in fifth. And Yo, what? That's yep. a very interesting order. You know what? Interesting is a very strange way of saying shit, and I have my reasons for it. Okay. The Number AOS one is actually the it, it's the division I have the most trouble with seeing how this is going to go, just because. Of any division, the rest of this offseason after the lockout ends, I feel like a lot of the order in this division depends on that. So realistically, a lot of different things could happen here. Let, let, let's all agree on this, okay? The, the A's are going to fucking stink. I mean, like, the A's are going to stink. Um, yeah. A lot of talent, right? I'm not, I wasn't going to put the A's in second. Come on now. I'm, a, I'm not a monster, right? But I think that I did a lot of research on the Rangers. They got a lit. A good bit better this year. Got the pretty good. Not there. It's the, the reason I, I was going to say we put them in last. Improving from sixty and one hundred two is very hard to do. A jump from that bad in your division to third place is a lot for one season. I think that it's just because the Mariners are the Mariners. Honestly. Oh now, yeah, no. I I think I think the Astros and the Mariners are an easy one two. No, but the Mariners are fucking stink. The Mariners, not not the team, right? The, this is not an insult at the team or the fans or anything like. It's just the Seattle Mariners, in the words of urinating tree, perpetually punch their fans in the dick. What they do? Hold up. Sorry, you're putting the Rangers. Where are you putting the Mariners again? Fourth. Oh, I said it. I said oh, it. Oh, I said it. Who do you think they're getting? I don't know, but it's the Mariners. They're going to disappoint, and I just know that for a fact. 
I will die on that hill. Absolutely. I I would have the Astros, Mariners, uh, A's, Angels, Rangers, which is actually the same exact order as last yep, year. Yep, that is the, the exact same order. Be, it's the win totals are going to be much different. I would think. I think but, that the Mariners are just going to punch their fans in the dick because it's what they do. Um, I'm going to go to their season by season history just to prove the point. And I know that for, for a team or for an individual and a show that focuses a lot on analytics, I am about to do a lot of boomer stuff, but it hasn't been wrong once in the history of the Seattle Mariners. So I, I don't know what, what else to say, (laughs) but they have, they have, a lot of good prospects and they already had Kellenic and Logan Gilbert who I think will do better next season they have so much young talent how many and they're still improving times their have team. they said that <laughs> how many times have we said that I know yeah, listen, I, I will I, say their hitting is not good like it's 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 not it's not great but I don't see that falling down all the way to fourth place especially if you're to make the case that the Mariners always disappoint, then you're going to put the Angels over the Mariners? Because at least they get a full season out of Trout and Otani. Yeah, but they never get pitching. They got Syndergaard, but it's another rental. It's a one-year deal. They get one-year deals on all their starters, and they never do anything. I, I like, Oh, we signed all these pitchers. We fixed it, and they're all gone next season, and they did horrible. <laughs> Again, the I, argument that the Angels are as much of an 81 and 81 team as the Guardians are. Yep. Well, no, not that. But let me just let me just put point this out to you. Okay. 2016, the Mariners, right? They just miss out on the playoffs, 86 and 76, right? Everybody's like, oh man, this is the year. This is the year. They're gonna do it next season, third of five, 23 games back, 78 and 84. I mean, I can't ignore the Mariners, though, that they can't be that bad. You if can, but I can't. Effort to improve. I can't. Julio Rodriguez being a special of a player that he's supposed to be. Number two prospect in baseball. Pitching prospects coming up. They have so many top prospects right now. They got Robbie Ray, who, again, is not going to do what he did last season. I suspect that they'll get Chris Bryant. They're looking to spend, and they could definitely use a player like him. I just can't see the Mariners regressing so much after being so close to making the playoffs it's the mariners man (laughs) they'll fuck it up they always do (laughs) i don't know how else to say it i maybe i'm just a delusional and salty a's fan but you can look at the history okay it's there and it's real uh (laughs) yes but the history the only way you can define something like that again is in my opinion they're hitting that is it that is that is the only like they're the possibility of their hitting just being not good next year is very likely but there's like there's nothing else that i i just see going wrong with this team do you know what i see what i see the logo on the jersey that's what i see no 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 that's what i see that's what i see Now, I agree with you with the risk of the hitting, though. Uh, you're relying on a lot of young guys that haven't been proven yet. So I completely agree that not all of them are going to be on the upside. We haven't seen a lot out of players that have even been in the league for a little while. 
I mean, Kyle Lewis was dealing with injuries. Kellenic, I suspect he'll get better. Um, but then, yeah, you're relying on a lot of prospects coming up that should look really good, honestly, in the majors. I thought that about Kellenic too. I still think he has it. I got to jack the gain up to say this. This organization has been around for 45 fucking seasons and has only made the playoffs four times. Good night. Game goes back down. Just, just no. Just when we get to the NL East next week, you guys will be biased, all right? I'm allowed to be biased this week. We're being biased against our own team, man. Yeah, well, I'm I am also being biased. Okay, the A's are gonna fucking stink too, but <laughs> okay, but that makes sense. We know we all agree that the A's are gonna stink. I it depends on how much they trade away. They're gonna trade away the entire organization. They, they, I, tr- they trade the drywall if they could. I would think that that's exactly what's gonna happen. They 100% should trade Olsen as soon as the lockout ends and get as big a package as you can. Chapman, I would say, tr- save for the deadline. Because he's not at his peak value right now. He had it yeah, especially if he starts hitting well. And then you have all your Bassett, Manaya, Montas. You'll get something for him. If you blow up the entire team, sure, they're not going to be good. But you have to do it strategically at the right time and for the right players. You don't want to be a rebuilding team for that long. And the A's are a team that can make something out of nothing. And they have. I'm not just talking money ball here. They, they did that for the past few seasons. Their team does, again... Not to the Rays' extent here, but they do not ever look like they have the best overall team. No, and they, they just play win anyway. Well. They, they play well. They lost some players. They're going to lose more. I think it depends on how much they trade and how early they trade them. That's why I'm saying they're not dead last year. But it, I think they should rebuild. I think they should do it soon. Next season, not uh, 2023, not 22. Yeah, they're probably a last place team. This year, I don't know about that because I feel like they saved some players for the deadline. Yeah. my I, I said we already lost Marte, Kana, Bob Melvin. No top 100 prospects either. We're fucked. That's what I wrote. So, yeah. That, that's literally all I have written. Do the A's <laughs> not have a single top 100 prospect? Nope. Oh. Going to be a long year. No, this that's- is going to be – this is an interesting question. Um. Again, oh, never mind. They do, they do, they do, they do. I apologize. Okay. I apologize. They have Tyler Soderstrom, catcher, number 42. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's it. In A ball. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. So that's that's another five years before you have. I'm confirming. Um, (laughs) Just go go on. I'll interrupt if if I'm corrected. No, you guys kind of like let me know this, but like, why exactly are the A's selling right now? Like, they're going through all this. Because they, they're cheap asses and they want to shed payroll. The A's are a team that now impose an artificial salary cap almost when they don't actually have one. Uh, there are a lot of, and that's part of the problem actually, these negotiations right now are getting into so teams don't tank. The Pirates and Orioles are teams right now that have decided not to spend and are just tanking so that they can wait for their prospects to come up. They trade away players that either aren't working out or aren't going to be part of their future. Yeah, but the A's don't have any prospects. The A's don't have prospects. That's why they have to get rid of Chapman, Olsen. I mean, uh, even guys like Seth Brown and Tony who are young. Because they're not willing to pay the good guys, and so they have to wait for the young good guys to come up. But there's no young good guys, so they got to go get young good guys. How do you get young good guys with old good guys? (laughs) 
they just have to trade, especially Olsen and Chapman, for a lot of prospects, like not major league ready prospects. They have to gamble and hope a lot of these guys work out and then spend when the time is right. They're not going to spend a lot, but they'll spend when the time comes. It's just not now. And they need to get rid of these players now because they aren't going to be able to compete in this division. Okay, really, really important right now. So the top five MLB prospects in 2011, I told you it was really important. Um, number one, Mike Trout. Solid. Number two, Jeremy Hellickson. Okay. Didn't didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to, but, uh, you know. Number three, Bryce Harper. Pretty good. Number four, Dominic Brown. Who? Exactly. Number five, Dustin Ackley. Who does he play for? The Mariners. <laughs> they punch their fans in the dick constantly. Hopefully no one was wearing headphones right there. <laughs> that would have been extremely unfortunate. You got to put a headphone warning in. Oh, look at that. Number 17 prospect in baseball, Freddie Freeman. How about that? Jared Parker, who? This is a weird list. This is a weird list. It's kind of it's kind of weird because you look at these guys and you're like, oh, that guy didn't work or something like that. Wait, did you say Dominic Brown before? Yeah, Dominic Brown. Phillies? Outfielder. He, he's not listed. He, he last played for the Phillies in 2015. He made one all-star game. That's about it. Woo! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Played five seasons, made an all-star game. Can you, tell right, him so, Can you tell him losing it here? I, I know we talked a lot about the Mariners and A's now. Are there any interesting things? I mean, the Rangers, I feel like just they don't have the pitching yet. They, no. I feel like a lot of their big free agent signings were not the smartest idea. You can go out and spend. They did not spend strategically. I feel like they went and got the guys that they wanted right then and there. They got a hell of, they got a hell of an infield this season, though. Ibanez, Lowe, Seeger, Semyon. I don't know for the long term, but this season could be pretty freaking good. Yeah, I. it's just the pitching again. And I know I say for a lot of teams, but they can't get any. They got John Gray. Yeah, John Gray. And then Kyle Gibson is the only starter from last year to write home, home about. And they're hoping for Dane Dunning. I still have a little hope. He Sounds hasn't like been a lead that long. But, yeah, I can't, like. The pitching is not nearly good enough for them to go anywhere. And on Simeon, his Simeon's contract was just not the smartest idea. No, like I, it would be stupid for Simeon not to accept what they offered him. My my note says here, general wisdom says they're not ready yet, and they probably won't be unless they decide to really go all in on pitchers. Let's go sign Alex Rodriguez again. Because that worked out so great last time that we decided to do it again. The chef stinks. Also, they're relying on Corey Seager to stay healthy here, and that's his main problem. He's amazing when he's healthy. When he's healthy. (laughs) He can be an MVP when when he's healthy. It's just he doesn't stay healthy. It's like, yeah, the guy could uh, cure cancer if he had arms. Like. Actually, I don't know how that would relate to each other now that I'm thinking about it. I got in trouble on Yik Yak the other day. <laughs> we'll talk about that when I turn the camera or turn the recording off. 
but I almost said buff stuff. God damn it. That's the other podcast. No. Uh, plate discipline behind the scenes. Oh, man. All right. Well, that was episode two. Stay in. Stay. Uh, don't stick around. Come back next week when we talk about the National League. Um, and we probably trashed the New York Mets for about 35 minutes and then spend the rest of the time talking about the NL. National League. All right. Peace out.